What's up, world? Welcome back to another episode of the Kicking It With Devo podcast. It's me, your host, Devin Devo Fields. And on this episode, I don't have a guest. It's just going to be me kicking it tonight. I did a, we'll do a little Q&A over Instagram, over two of my accounts. I put out a, a little thing asking people what kind of questions they have for me to address on the podcast. And uh, we're going to go over those. The first little life update, same as usual, just grinding, working hard. Uh, just got back to work about a week and a half ago after, what, 48 days of leave out in California with my family. It's a long time to be away and then try to come back to work. I'm just glad I remember all my passwords and PIN numbers. Um, and then just get bombarded with all kind of shenanigans that happened while I was gone. And now I got to address it, but that's part of the game, right? If you're in the military in a leadership position, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, other than that, photography has been going great. Started working for this company, doing uh, associate shooting for weddings. And uh, that's been going well. Got hired for like five of them in a month in the fall. I'm not going to tell you when it is yet, but one day I'm leaving work. It's a Friday. Leave work at five o'clock, 5.30. Get to my phone, get a message from the company. Hey, are you available on Sunday? I'm like, yeah, what's up? Oh, we got a, a last minute wedding. You want to do it? Come on, man. You know I'm not going to say no. Whenever I ever said no to a job. So took the wedding. Uh, great experience doing uh, my first official wedding. Um, not a lot of pressure, though, because the company I work for, I don't have to edit or even search through and call the photos. I just upload everything and send it to them. So that was great. But I do get to keep pictures that I shot and um, edit them myself and keep them for my portfolio. I just can't share or post them until uh, whatever the contract the time was. I'm not going to tell you what the contract said because I don't want to be in breach. But when the time comes, you will see these fire-ass photos. Um, yeah, got a, another wedding coming up uh, this weekend. I'll be back in Cali. Um, that's if you listen to this before this weekend. Got another photo session the next day on Sunday. I'm just booking it up, man. Trying to trying to grind and make this dream a reality. You know, gotta build the brand up so I can do this full time once I retire. But <clears throat> let's go ahead and get into the first question. First question is. Where the fuck did you get, insert code name, I'm not going to tell you what the code name is because that's going to give away trade secrets from. Well, I got this particular code name or code from a song. And the person who asked this question, I shared the song with you, so you should know exactly what I'm talking about. I'm not going to say the song name or the artist or the code or anything like that because... We're not giving away secrets, all right? 
when people are in the cage with us and they if they even hear the code and they get hit, they'll know what's going on. Um so that's from the photography page. I'm gonna jump back and forth from the photography page and my main page. Next question, cash money or no limit? Now, that's a tough one. Being a Louisiana native, I grew up on both cash money and no limit. Man, cash money had Juvie, BG, Wayne, Terp, the Hot Boys, Baby, who was, I probably skipped a lot of Baby verses, to be honest with you. But Manny Fresh was raw, probably one of the coldest producers ever. Old Cash Money, you had UNLV, Tech, Lil Ya, Yellow Boy. That's man, that's some fire coming out of Cash Money. You know, Cash Money did take over for the 99 and the 2000. And on No Limit, man, you had Big Head the Assassin, Mystical, uh, Mac, C Murder, Master P, Silk. And another one I used to skip, not the, the R&B group Silk, but Silk the Shocker. Another verse I used to skip a lot. You had the greatest female artist of all time, Mia X, Soldier Slim. Man, you, I'm probably missing a lot of people. Magic, Mr. Magic R.I.P., one of the greatest rappers that ever came out of Louisiana. Um, Fifth Wall Weeby was with him at one point. Chopper was with him at one man. Young Bleed was with him at one point. Like Master P had a squad, a whole lineup. If Cash Money had a starting five for a basketball team, Master P had a starting eleven for a football team. Um, so I can't really pick between Cash Money and No Limit. I know I said a lot of stuff just to get to that point, but both of them played a integral part in pushing Louisiana rap and music in general further. Um, but I will say. Mid nineties to the two thousands, Cash Money and No Limit were both killing it, and I must have had the four hundred degrees juvenile CD three times alone by myself. So, yeah, I'm not picking a winner out of that one. I still listen to both of them to to today. Got a playlist with number new artists music on, and then it's made up mostly of them. Next question. When did you get into photography? Oh, sorry. Why did you get into photography? So that's a good question. Um, I've been into photography for a very long time. There's a picture. I, I'm going to post it. Uh, I need to find it again. I posted once on a story, but I'm going to post it on an actual post. It's a picture of a young toddler devo. Uh, with my grandmother's camera and I'm not even holding the camera right the camera's like upside down and backwards but I've always loved taking pictures ever since I was a, ever since I was a baby man it's like I've always loved it um whenever my grandmother had a disposable camera around the house I was wasting all her film just snapping it up fast forward Polaroids Kodaks Fuji film all of that just taking all the pictures Fast forward to, must have been like 2013, 14. I'm stationed in Japan at Yokota Air Base. 
and uh, working in QA. This guy named Kevin Joseph was like, hey, you want to buy this camera? Nikon Cool Picks, 600. Still got it. I'm like, yeah, I buy it. I've been looking for a camera, or I've been wanting to buy a camera at that time anyway, because I've been going to tournaments with jujitsu, seeing all of my friends taking pictures, or some of my friends, excuse me, taking pictures at the tournaments. I'm like, man, I want to take pictures of my friends while they could be too. So that reignited my love of photography. So I did a lot of what I didn't know as street photography at the time, walking around Japan. So some of my favorite photos are off of that camera over 10 years ago. Um, I guess long story short, I got into photography just to take pictures of my friends while they competed. It's like a, a passion of mine. It still is to this day. Um, but that the initial spark just grew from there. And now I have a Sony A9, a Sony A7 IV. I had a Sony A6000, which I gave to my oldest son. And just in love with cameras and camera gear. I don't know what else to say about that. Next question. Henry Cejudo versus Aljamain Sterling. Who and why? I like this question. And it's not as hard for me to answer as a lot of people think it might be. Hold on one second while I sip this tea. I'm drinking chamomile tea right now. No honey, no whiskey. It's 11 p.m. Mom time. But I wanted to knock this podcast out before I crash. But back to the question. Cejudo versus Aljo. I got Aljo. The easy bet is to say by decision. Um, but I'm going to go with Aljo by finish, stoppage, either submission or TKO within four rounds. I don't think he goes to the fifth round. Um, I think Aljo is just too big, too technical, too strong for Cejudo. Like, and he's not a slow person either. So when skill levers are close, the person with the better attributes usually wins. And that's Aljo in this case. So, and I think Aljo's MMA grappling is better than Cejudo's. Cejudo may be a Olympic champion in wrestling, but this isn't a wrestling match. The way you shoot in the MMA and the way you shoot in a wrestling match are completely different. You got to worry about punches, knees, kicks, elbows, everything, chokes. It's just a whole lot more to worry about. And I think, Aljo's grappling overall. He's a black belt in jiu-jitsu under Matt Serra, who's a legend. And he wrestled a lot too. So plus he's just giant. I don't think Cejudo's wrestling is going to come too much into a factor outside of maybe defending Aljo's takedowns if Aljo shoots. I think if Aljo tries to do clinch work and take Cejudo down, um, especially up against a cage, he'll do a lot better. But either way, I got Aljo winning by stoppage within four rounds. Next question. Low light picture settings. So this one is uh, one I struggled with pretty early on. 
It just depends on what you're shooting, honestly. Um, when it comes to low light, if you're just shooting uh, stationary subjects or landscapes, you don't have to worry about uh, a lot of stuff like shutter speed. You could lower your shutter speed, set your camera on a tripod, or if you can handheld it steady enough and get some decent shots with good light, you know, once you lower your shutter speed, it sounds exactly like it is. The shutter slows down, so it allows more light in. Um, aperture, I usually shoot wide open on most things anyway. So um, the higher the aperture, which is the lower number, um, 2.8, 2.0, 1.8, 1.4, 1 1.2. 1 that widens the aperture rings on the lens, lets in more light. Um, last thing I try to touch when it comes to light or letting in light into the sensor on my camera is the, uh, the ISO, the ISO, because if I raise that ISO way up too much, I'm going to get a lot of noise and grain in my pictures, and I don't really like that unless it's a certain look I'm going for. So I try not to go above 10,000. My camera could go up to like 10,000 and be perfectly fine. Um, Probably over that, but I never really push it past 10. On the flip side, I shoot a lot of action. So if I'm in a gym shooting, the guy's training or something, I want my shutter speed to be up because I want to freeze the action. I want to see the punches land. I want to see everything crisp. I don't want to see a little bit of blur on the gloves or anything like that. So I have to have that shutter speed a little bit faster. Um, 640 somewhere around that range, 500. Um, again, I keep my my aperture open because I need to let that light in, especially when I'm shooting with a high shutter uh, shutter speed. And that's when I'll have to raise my, um, my ISO up a little bit just to make sure I have a properly exposed image. But all that being said, if you're shooting raw, going to Lightroom or whatever editing app you use and you should be able to recover a lot of that data if it's underexposed. I'm not sure if that made sense or not. It's like my first time really explaining it and explaining how I do it. So if you have any questions, once you hear this, just hit me up on Instagram and I got you. Next question. This one's a little... Nah, I'm going to save that one for later. If, let's go with this one, if and when you have a creative block, what are three things you do to get inspired? Um, creative blocks are super common. If an artist tells you they don't have creative blocks, writer's block or anything like that, don't believe them. I don't believe anybody that says they don't get, they don't go into a rut. There's no way. We're all human. We all deal with it. We just have to find a way to get through it. Now, your rut might be smaller than others, but you still go through a rut 100%. Me, personally, whenever I go through the rut and get the creative block, um, I look to shoot personal projects or just get out with my camera. Like I will drive out to a couple of the wildlife refuge and just take photos, whether I edit them or not. Um, sometimes I'll go back and look at old photos and re-edit 
just to do a different style of editing, something I've never done before or tweak something because I learned, you know, you're constantly learning and evolving. So it's good to go back and experiment with editing my my previous photos. Um, sometimes it's good to just take on a passion project. Sometimes it's good to find something, get into a, a contest. There's an app that I use called Guru Shots where you can submit different photos for different themes and uh, win contests. So that's always fun. I don't know what type of art everyone's into or why you have a creative block, but you can find something to inspire you. Look at your favorite, the favorite person in your genre of art, their their work, the favorite artist, whether it's fighting, go watch your favorite fighters fights. Um, photographer, go look at your favorite photographer's website, so their Instagram. If it's pain, go look at your favorite painter, watch some YouTube videos. I watch a lot of YouTube. I get inspired by a bunch of stuff off of YouTube. Um, I have a lot of friends that are in the field that I'm in. So we bounce ideas off of each other or look at each other's work and like it, comment it, you know. That's another way to stay inspired. You know, it's like a, I won't say a friendly rivalry or anything like that, because there's no rivals. It's all it's all love, but you know, you push each other. You see somebody doing good, you want to do good. You see somebody doing better, you want to do better, you know. You feed off of each other. Yeah. Next question. With no flash, how can you use the natural light around you for best results? I'm going to sip a little tea. Some good chamomile tea. If y'all never had it, it's a sleepy time with a little bear on the box. Get you two of those, put you right out. But back to the question. Um, so I'm mostly a natural light photographer. I've only used flash really once. And that was on the wedding that I shot, uh, what, almost two weeks ago now. And uh, yeah, you just got to see where the light's coming from. If you're if you're outside, you see where the sun is, you compose your shot, depending on if you want the subject to be backlit, if you want to be front lit, side lit. Um, you could use reflectors. You could use cardboard, like white pieces of cardboard or silver. You could use sheets. You could use anything that will reflect the light back onto your subject to, to get them nice and lit when you don't have flash. And again, going back to low light picture settings, um, if I'm using natural light to get the best results, and uh, I know I don't have flash. I'm probably going to be closer to wide open than not. I'm probably going to have a moderate shutter speed. Um, you know, because nine times out of 10, my subject isn't moving at this point. It's probably a portrait uh, session. My ISO is probably going to be at base 100, no more than 1,000. To post my shot and go. Try not to overthink it. Just, just get out there and do it. But you always, moral of the story, know where your light source is, where it's coming from, and how you want to use it. Again, shoot rock. That way you can recover the shadows. If 
if anything is, is done wrong and you don't like it once you get to your computer. Uh, kind of answered this question already. Um, your work is beautiful. When did you realize photography was your passion? Again, ever since I was a little kid, I always loved photography. And uh, now I'm going to school for it, finally. Uh, it's been like, it was like 14 years of having free college, and I finally realized what I wanted to study, which is photography. So getting my degree in it now. Another question. This is the big one. How do you feel about coaches, head instructors hooking up with their students? Super controversial topic because we all see it. We've all noticed it around various gyms, academies, dojos, whatever you want to call it, and in various martial arts. It's not just jujitsu. This guy who Pose this question as a jujitsu brown belt. Um, pretty sure he does some other arts too, but if I start naming all these arts, people might pick out who he is, so I'm not. But yeah, pose that question. And um, I have a answer on how I feel and how I was quote-unquote raised up in the game. Um my first like serious academy that I was at is serious for me. Um, we had a rule where coaches, regardless of coaching level, you couldn't date a student. Period. It was, that was it. Um, so I was always under that impression that it was just no go. A couple of reasons. Um, I say the, the instructor's a guy. The student's a female. They're dating, everything seems nice. They have a falling out. One of them has to leave. And if the instructor isn't the owner, they can be the one kicked out. So no one wants to be kicked out of their gym for one. Two, if the instructor isn't the owner, the owner just lost out on money from either one or two potential people paying at their gym. Never mess with the church's money. And you just don't you just want to stay away from drama. Like people sleeping with students and whether it's female instructor, male student, or vice versa, it doesn't really matter. It's a lot of drama that could come with it because let's say instructor Sarah, black belt professor, gives Johnny a strike or promotes Johnny to blue belt. These other white belts are like, what the fuck? Johnny don't deserve that promotion or that stripe. He only got it because he's fucking the instructor. You know, vice versa. Little Sarah, purple belt, gets her brown belt because Professor Johnny's fucking her and everybody's like, Sarah's not ready. What the fuck? She only got it because Johnny's fucking her. You know, professor taking care of his girl type of stuff. I mean, you never want that either. That That's the drama I talk about. So it's best to just leave it out the gym, you know. Sometimes it's hard, you know. You catch feelings for people, and then uh, stuff happens, right? Um, 
people listening to it might think I'm a hypocrite because my current girlfriend was a student of mine. But we didn't start dating until after I was not her coach anymore. And I stand on that. So I didn't break my rule. More of those story. Just don't do it. Just leave the mess and drama outside of the gym. People are there to learn jujitsu, not find love and hook up. But if it happens, it happens. And sometimes it could be a beautiful thing. But more often than not, it ends tragically. Someone commented at the same damn time. You know who you are, dumbass. Last question is, who's up next? Now, you didn't give any context to this, so I don't really know what you mean. Do you mean who's up next for clients or photography? Who's up next for uh, the photo stories that I've been doing? Um, who's up next for the podcast? If it's for the podcast, I don't have anybody. If it's for the photo stories, that's a secret until it's posted. It's coming soon. And I forgot what the other thing was because I'm really tired right now. It's been a long, long two weeks. But if you're interested in being a podcast guest, anybody listening to this right now, just hit me up. Let me know. We could schedule something and work it out. Um, if you're interested in getting photo story done on you, your business, or anything that's going on, hit me up. I got some very decent, generous rates. Um, if you want to work with photography at all, just let me know. Got some very decent, generous rates. And oh, quick update. I know I said updates earlier in the podcast, but it just dawned on me because we talk about the who's up next thing. Um, I started doing a six degrees of separation type of a uh, photo story project. It is called Spotlight Six Degrees of Stories. So what I'm doing is spotlighting small businesses, um, primarily minority-owned, but if you're not a minority, that doesn't mean you're excluded. Um, but the way it works is the person before you picks you. So... The first story was done on my guy, Carlos Bates from C. Bates Electric. I went in, followed him on a job, took a bunch of photos. You can check it out on my website, devofieldsphotography.com. And then you'll see the link, Spotlight Six Degrees of Story, Season 1, C. Bates Electric. Check it out. It's great. Carlos does great work. Uh, great electrician. Been doing it damn near his whole life. So if you're in the Bay Area and need anything done, hit him up. Um, he already picked who's next. And I spoke with that individual and we we're trying to set up a good time for me to come in and follow them and do the photo story on them. So once it's done, photos are edited and they're delivered to that person. The next degree will be posted and the next degree will be picked after that. So, yeah, I'm pretty excited about this project. It's going to be a 
ongoing project. And once I hit my six degrees on this, it's time for another project. So be on the lookout for that. And you can be picked. You'll have the opportunity to help your friends. All of these projects, these personal projects are free. Like the people don't have to pay me. It's for me. And they get free photos out of it. So when you see that come around, jump on it. Other than that, you have to pay for it. Yeah, that's about it for this podcast. Um, if you guys have any questions that you didn't get to ask that you want to answer, hit me up in the DMs. I can answer it directly to you, or I can save it for the next Q&A podcast. Choice is yours. Just let me know. Um, if you're in the Bay Area, check out Sabre Jiu-Jitsu and Concord. East Bay Academy, Martinez. Check out Rooted Jiu-Jitsu and Benicia. My squad over at Train for Life Center in Sassoon City. We do everything. It's kickboxing, jiu-jitsu, nogi, uh, boxing, kajukembo, fitness classes. There's judo classes on Friday. There's any, any, any martial arts you want to do, come on over to Train for Life. I'm over in the Aurora area. Check out Partella Jiu-Jitsu, where I train out here. Um, great academy, great people, friendly atmosphere. Um, come check us out. Again, if you want some photo work done, hit me up, devofieldsphotography.com, uh, devofieldsphotography on Instagram. Don't even ask, can you do or will you do? Most likely I can and I will. Um yeah, that's it. So until next time, I will have a guest for you guys. Peace.